Hey guys, welcome to the JAV show. This week we're going to do another solo podcast. Alvin's going to record his segment and I'm going to record my segment separately and you're going to have two separate episodes where we'll answer the same few questions. Alvin and I have also yet again selected a few questions for us to answer. This time it's three questions instead of I believe last time it was six questions. So it's going to be interesting to see how I take up this hour. I'm shooting for an hour. I take up this hour to answer these three questions. I mean, based off of how last time went, I think it'll be fine. I ramble a lot more than I give myself credit for, I guess. So I feel like we'll have a good time for this one hour. Now, these three questions were, I believe... Alvin picked Alvin picked two of them and I picked one of them and they're actually really interesting questions. I feel like as you guys know, I always really like talking about anything to do with like psychology, mental health or the mind and just anything to do with what you would talk to a friend about when you have heart to hearts with a friend. I just love that kind of shit. And this time we didn't really want to talk about things that are more preachy because I kind of go off on preachy tangents whenever we do this shit. So we wanted to do a little bit more reflecting and give you guys some more stories just so you guys can get to know us more and have questions that I can preach a little less on. I don't know. Maybe I still will. I'll try my best not to. Now... Our first three questions, I'm pretty sure Alvin and I are going to do them in the same order because there are only three questions this time, but who knows? The world's his oyster. And so, yes, let's get started. Uh, I will tell you guys first about my week. It's Christmas break, guys, or not break, I guess, unless you took off your took time off of work to celebrate the holidays, which I actually haven't officially but I have a lot of vacation days so I've been taking like half days and been taking every Friday off for the past month or so it's been just a really relaxing time to wind down my office isn't officially closed for the holidays but my company recognizes that work is really slow around this time because all of our clients and business partners are all you know everyone's just celebrating the holidays so work is really slow but they figured if anyone wanted to put in their hours because we do have some staff that work hourly then knock yourself out I am salary based so it doesn't really matter to me but yeah so I've been having a really relaxing holiday it's been really nice last night oh my goodness guys I literally just woke up from an hour nap that I did not plan to have I, I just crashed because last night I stayed up until 5 a.m baking I had this last minute idea after dinner with some girlfriends to have a bake night and I just wanted to bake a whole bunch. It's been quite a while since I really put some solid fucking time into the kitchen and baked my heart away. So from like 8 p.m. until 5 a.m. I baked a bunch of cookies. I baked some cakes And I put them into some boxes to give away to my best friends and people that I really appreciated this year. 
I thought it was really nice because I've always kind of wanted to do something like this. And fuck, people who do this yearly, I really congratulate you because it takes time. Man, it takes fucking time. With these, I wanted to do boxes with different variety of cookies and a cake and goodies. But holy shit, does it take fucking time to make a certain amount? Like enough so you can put like a few in each box and still have like a good variety. Oh my goodness, I wanted to give so much more. But then I ended up making 10 boxes and that was it. That's all I... Okay, well, I wasn't baking until 5 a.m., really. Here goes the rambling, guys. I wasn't baking until totally 5 a.m. I stopped at 2.30 a.m., and then I just kind of stayed up writing cards and finishing other things. But, oh my goodness, from 8 to 2.30 a.m. for 10 boxes of goods? Oh my goodness, how do you guys do this every year? My back was actually starting to get sore from standing for so long. And that being said, though, the reward... It gave me, when I was done baking everything and I started placing all the cookies and the cake into the boxes and I started labeling the boxes and writing my little Christmas cards. Oh my goodness. I kept saying a lot. I was like, this is so fucking cute. Oh my God, this is so cute. This is so cute. I can't wait to see the look on people's faces. I can't wait to just go and deliver these. Oh my goodness. The reward was really worth it in the end. It's like... A fucking climax or some shit. So what I ended up making, I wanted to make five different things. And fuck, because it was in the spur of the moment idea, I feel like I wasn't as creative as I could have been. Because I literally just like finished dinner, hung out with my girlfriends for a bit, was driving home, and was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. And so I just popped into Superstore, bought some ingredients, and started working away. And so the ideas that I had for what I was going to bake all came from the front door of Superstore. And while I was delivering everything bright and early bright and early this morning, I had so many more ideas of how I could make the box more fun, more festive, more cute, add a few different elements of textures, and I'm like, damn, actually maybe I'll turn this into a yearly thing and do this again next year. And then because I like planned it in advance, I can make more boxes for more people. But anyways, the front of Superstore allowed me to think of your classic cookies. So I did Snickerdoodles. I did Sable cookies, which are a kind of shortbread cookie. And I did your classic thumbprint cookies. And I also did a roll cake like a Swiss roll cake, and I wanted to do meringue cookies. Now, when I was buying all my shit for this, I bought ingredients for all that. But when I was in the kitchen, kind of planning how which cookies I was going to make first, timing the oven temperature time so that everything will run smoothly. So like, oh, if this thing needs to cool in the meantime, I could pop this in the oven. I could do this. If this needs to set for a little bit, I could do this. You know, so things run a little bit more smoothly. But I totally forgot about how meringues take a long ass fucking time to make. Like, meringues are easy as pie, guys. Easy, like so fucking easy to make. But the time it takes to cook it, I did not have that time. Because they usually take about like an hour to bake at a really low temperature, like 220. And then you have to let them sit in the oven, shut the oven off, 
let them sit in the oven until the oven slowly cools down by itself for about two hours. And I was like, I don't have three hours to put towards one cookie when I'm trying to make a variety of things. So I just scrapped that and I was hoping that a cookie would come to my mind and I'd be inspired to make another kind of cookie to add to the mix while I'm working on the other four things. Spoiler alert, guys, I did not end up doing it. I was like, fuck this shit, I am tired. Four things in a box is good enough. So, yes, I ended up making a tangerine Swiss roll cake, which tasted so good. If I were to make some improvements, I would add more tangerines. I wanted to, I wanted it to look like a flower, but I don't know. My mind just wasn't working when I was thinking of the cross section of it. I ended up making like half a flower. But it still looked so pretty when it was cut. And then I made, yes, I already told you guys, I made sable cookies in the shape of snowflakes with really pretty like gold sugar on it or red sugar on it. And then I made the made thumbprint cookies, which were apricot and blackberry flavored. And then I made snickerdoodles. The snickerdoodles, I actually think that I messed up on because I tried to cut some of the sugar in it and I cut about like let me think I put two thirds of a cup of white sugar and I think it was like a third of a cup of brown sugar or at least those were the normal measurements and I cut it by like three tablespoons of white sugar or maybe four yeah, I would say three tablespoons of white sugar and like two tablespoons of brown sugar. Because I was just like, meh. Usually when I eat snickerdoodle cookies, the texture and everything, I just it's just pretty heavy on sugar. And if I'm giving someone a whole box of cookies and arrangements, then they'd probably appreciate it if things just weren't as sweet. So I cut the sugar a little bit on the snickerdoodle cookies and it just... It just was not sweet enough for my liking. But the thumbprint cookies turned out amazing. The sable cookies turned out amazing. The Swiss roll, the Swiss roll cake was so freaking cute. And yeah, when I was packaging it, it gave me so much joy. Writing the little cards gave me so much joy. Writing the little menus on the boxes. Oh, goodness. I woke up bright and early this morning. I woke up at 8 a.m., got ready. And went to town, delivering it all around town. It was so rewarding seeing some of my friends. I tried to do it so that I would just like drop it on the doorstep, leave, and then like text them. Because I was like, "Mm, I don't really have time to say hello to everybody. I'm kind of on a schedule. But I did see some of my friends. And it was so warming because I feel like around this time of year, it can be a little bit hectic to see some friends that you may want to see around this time because everyone has everyone's usually busy celebrating with their family or like their closest 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 knit friends that know their family type of thing but yeah it was really nice seeing some friends and say hello to like old faces or like their families it was so rewarding and when I was driving back, I was like, okay, note to self, next year, how fucking cute would it, have, would it have been for me to make little Santa men on, 
like strawberry tongue hulu sticks. Like imagine a strawberry tongue hulu and then I put like a, a fat ass grape on the bottom of it. Make it look like it's a Santa head with a Santa hat and then use dyed sugar to make the facial expressions on a Santa man. Oh, that would be so cute. But yes, next year I have a few ideas on what I want to do. Um, make sure my back is prepared. I'll put time in for it. And I kind of want to shoot for like double the amount of boxes because there were a lot of people that I wanted to give boxes to. But when I was counting the numbers for my batches and everything, I was like, all right, 10 is a fucking lot to give already with the amount of time I want to invest in this and the amount of sleep that I kind of need to get for today. So I had to cut it at 10. Anyways, that was my morning. I went all around town dropping these boxes off and then I went to pick up some bubble tea for my family and then I went home, walked my dog and it was just in time for me to make a quick little snack for my meal. I was starving guys. I heated up some Korean dumplings that I had and some leftover soup had that ate that really fast and then I had to go down and have my yearly tradition that I have with my cousins where we do secret Santa it's really fucking cute we've been doing it for the longest time and it's where everyone will hop on video chat because we all are kind of located in different areas although like pretty much everyone but a handful of us are in BC they're located in like different parts of Vancouver, Nanaimo, things like that. We'll all hop on video chat. We all have our presents. Everyone had their secret Santa sent to them like a month ago. Um, it's usually my one aunt that rearranges it or arranges it and we'll message everyone privately and say, hey, this is your secret Santa for the year. We'll shop for the person. And if your person is not in the same town, which kind of half the time it isn't, then you gotta make sure that your present is mailed to them by that time. And so yeah, that's what I did. We hopped on a call. It's kind of funny because what we do every year is we draw names to see who goes first. This is the first year I've ever gotten first. And then the thing is that you get three tries to guess who your secret Santa is. And if you get it wrong, you gotta take a shot, man. <laughs> But funny enough, when I opened up my present, and this was a common theme this year, I guess, where a lot of us kind of forgot to take off our mailing address or forgot to not sign the inside card with your personal name on it so that your receiver wouldn't guess who you are. Yeah. So I would say like half of us or maybe like a third of us accidentally left our names on the packages. So guessing was pretty easy this year. I got a really nice book. I asked for a book or toys for Lumi or just surprise me, I guess. And so from my cousin, she got me a book. It's called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. It is a book by somebody. I, I On the front of the book, there's a review by John Green. And so I thought it was by John Green. So I'm remembering it to be by John Green, but I cannot remember the author's name. But I know it's not by John Green anymore. 
But that's the book that I got. I also got a toy from Lo for Lumi and a Starbucks gift card, which guys, I have been trying so hard or not so hard, but I have been wanting to have a go-to Starbucks drink for the longest time and I have finally found it. So I would say about at the beginning of the year, one of my good friends recommended that I tried a, it was like a toasted vanilla blonde special, especially, it was like a blonde espresso toasted vanilla drink. And that was really good. But I wouldn't say it's a drink that I would be like, okay, I need my coffee. I want my iced coffee. So let's go get this shit. But then on TikTok, sorry for that pause there. My brain kind of farted. But on TikTok, I saw that, oh, the same friend actually sent me this TikTok that showed this one drink. Where they have, where the drink is a, I believe the original drink, we kind of changed little qual qualities of the drink here and there. But it's essentially the same drink. The idea is the same. It is a double espresso shot with one pump of vanilla syrup and, or no, it was two pumps of vanilla syrup and matcha cold foam on it. But then... My friend and I, we've kind of tailored it to be the perfect drink, okay? So now it is a, the perfect drink would be a blonde triple shot espresso with one and a half pumps of brown sugar syrup <coughs> and matcha cold foam on top and if you want to cut the calories guys just ask them to not put any cream if they haven't made the cold foam yet and honestly and ask them to whip it for longer and it tastes the same cuts the calories and if you're also lactose intolerant lactose-free milk or oat milk i have to say if you use oat milk it kind of drastically changes the creaminess of the drink but it's still fucking good and i was kind of addicted to it for a while like it would be my coffee drink that I would treat myself to, which is fucking insane because it's from Starbucks. So now that I have a Starbucks gift card, I don't even know how much is on it. I didn't check. It's actually coming handy for once. All right. Anyways, enough rambling. That's how my morning went. After my call with my cousins, I completely zonked out. I don't even remember passing out. I passed out, and then next thing you know, my alarm rang, and it was an alarm to start, like, getting ready to go to my cousin's place to celebrate Christmas with my mom's side of the family, and I was like, holy shit, I didn't even realize that I passed out, but that nap really did me some good. I was so tired today, and now I am finishing this podcast on the way to go to my cousin's place let's start these three questions guys it's about time we've knocked 20 minutes off the clock and we definitely will finish this within the hour now the first question is what would ikigai look for you now 
If you guys aren't aware of what Ikigai is, it's a concept that I've actually learned or I've actually heard from <laughs> this same friend <laughs> like a year and a half ago, I would say. It's a Japanese concept that describes something that gives a person purpose or a sense of reasoning to live. Now, with that being said, there are four main principles of Ikigai. It is what you love, basically your passion, what the world needs, in parentheses, your mission, what you're good at, and what you can get paid for. And this is kind of like a circle diagram where each concept should overlap and at the very center of the diagram where all the four elements overlap is where you would find ikigai essentially your whole encompassing defined purpose for what gives you purpose in life and it's supposed to be so that if you're missing one then you will be missing an aspect of your life for example if you cross if you overlap what you love and what the world needs and what you're good at but you're missing something then you'll feel delight and fullness but you won't get paid essentially you know what i mean something like that because you're missing what you can be paid for or if you do what you love and what you're good at and what you can get paid for you won't feel certain because the world won't really need your services in that way. Or if you do something that you love and something the world needs and something that you get paid for, then you won't get satisfaction because it's not really something that you're good at and you can excel at. You know what I mean? So the question here today that we want to answer is, what does Ikigai look for you? Look like for me? I have actually asked myself this before and I think that it's quite a complex yet simple question. If I have found what Ikigai in its entirety meant to me then I believe I would have hit jackpot. I mean there is a difference between knowing the answer and actually living it. However I think I am a true believer that life is about the journey and not the destination. And so perhaps finding Ikigai isn't actually what I want. Yes, that question, that statement did sound like it ended in a question mark for sure. Something that I love, something that the world needs, something that I can get paid for and something that I'm good at. I truly believe that if you work really hard at something that you're passionate about, then the money will come eventually. And in terms of what the world needs... As long as you fit a certain niche that ref that fulfills, I guess, other human beings or a need required by society or a community, then you're kind of good. And I feel like that's not that difficult to achieve. If I were to go for the broad definition of what Ikigai means and it's a reason for being. I would say that outside of these four qualities, 
my reason for being is kind of the same. <laughs> I shit, I ain't trying to preach or anything, but okay. My reason for being is to experience life. I like to <laughs> give me a minute, guys. I like to think that I should be really grateful for experiencing the life that I have and for all the qualms and troubles that I have that this is just what this is just what makes life life, you know? And I feel like that might sound like a scapegoat for my meaning to life, but I could also say that what I find gives me purpose in life is to find happiness. But I feel like that would only be looking at part of the equation for me. Because in the last year, after I feel like I've created a really solid foundation of happiness for myself, it's from reaching this point, it's allowed me to really, really appreciate the times when things aren't happy. And, like, don't get me wrong. Obviously, I don't want to fucking suffer through life and have, like, a bad life or anything. But if I were to say that I focus only on happiness, then I feel like that would take away a lot of my experiences in life. And take away a lot of the lessons that I have left to learn, too. And so I really appreciate, like, slow times, neutral times, bad times. And to say that a reason for being is to chase happiness, I feel like wouldn't exactly align with how I feel. Perhaps a more inline phrase would be that my purpose for being is to experience life to the fullest. It's to make life exactly what I want, regardless of what that is. And I know that seems like a cop-out answer in a way, but I feel like that answer can be challenged in the smallest and largest of ways. So in your day-to-day life, everyone is faced with so many decisions that you can make. And there are so many areas where you can put your energy and take your energy and so many areas where you're just it's just choice after choice. I find it the most fulfilling to have a concept of this is who I want Vivian Kwan to be. These are the qualities of a person that I would like to be. These this is how she carries herself. This is what she looks like. This is how she treats others and these are the values that she carries these are the qualities and characteristics that she has and i would say that my ikigai or for the overall umbrella term of ikigai a reason for being my purpose is to adhere to that and strive to consistently be that person that I want to be when I'm and it's especially rewarding when it uh, when I'm 
faced with challenges that bring me down or challenges that make it hard for me to choose whether oh like oh it's really tough to be the to uphold this quality that I want to have and the reward comes when I choose to uphold that quality like choose to uphold honesty or choose to uphold being genuine or choose to uphold always saying what's on my mind and never being afraid to be the odd one out that would be a huge reason for me to be and something that I consistently strive towards so I wouldn't say it's necessarily a way of I was gonna say it's not necessarily a way of life but it actually is I'm very curious how people are when they or how people carry themselves everyone has different philosophies different things that their mother (laughs) told them or different things that they've learned throughout life on how they like carry themselves on a day-to-day basis and it's really fascinating to hear how people yeah govern themselves to either be who they want to be or protect themselves from feeling a certain way or getting to where they are whether it's a goal destination a person a feeling whatever have have you be it it's really interesting but i would say that my reason for being would be exactly that if i were to break it down into the four sections of what we love, what the world needs, what we can get paid for, what we're good at. Bruh. Sometimes, guys, when I'm looking at, like, ADHD symptoms, yes, I'm, like, self-diagnosing myself, but holy shit, I am so passionate, or I find so much interest in so many things. I do have my general categories of things, of course, that I'm a lot more invested in, but so, but I find that, like, okay, if somebody can get interested in this topic, then there must be something interesting to learn about it. And there's so much to fucking learn in the world. Everything, everything has its intricacies and its expert levels of knowledge and its junior levels of knowledge. Everything is kind of also intertwined. So when you learn a little piece of information on one thing and you find out how it works or like how people apply it, then usually it overlaps with another thing in another area. And then if you learn that thing in that area and how it's broken down into its core mechanics and how that works and how that can overlap into other areas, like knowledge is so fucking amazing when you learn about the world, guys. It's just so fucking fascinating. And so if I were to talk about things I love, there are so many things that really pique my interest. But maybe being a student for life would be the top one. I would say something that I really do love that would be more in line with what this question is trying to ask is something to do with biology. It's definitely sciences. I would say science is the overall encompassing thing for what I love. 
And within sciences, you could talk about biology, which would be like movement of the body, um, endocrinology, neurology, or it could be with physics, with anything to do with astrology, um, space, space travel, anything to do with marine biology, which is still biology, or food science, like baking and cooking. I would say those are mainly things about what I love that would go along with ikigai. I feel like one thing that I don't touch upon often too is more so along the side of like neurology and like psychology, which obviously I feel like you guys can tell that I love talking about. It's the study of humans. I love people watching. I love just breaking down why people do things, how they do things, how people think. I would say that's also a huge interest of mine. What the world needs. Now, the world needs a lot of things, guys. People people are needy. <laughs> I think that as long as, like, if you can get into a really niche subject, then you'll always have people that support you, that'll need your services, that'll need you in some way, shape, or form. So I feel like that part is not too bad. It's more so like marketing, if you really think about it, in my opinion. And in that same sense, what you can get paid for, if people need you, people will pay for it. And if you're the best in your field or you stand out, you're creative in your field, you'll get paid for it eventually. Now, what you are good at, that is something that you either train yourself or you're innately, naturally good at. Now, <laughs> I love volleyball, but I would not say that I'm naturally a sporty person. My hand-eye coordination when it comes to throwing balls is not good, guys. This one time, I went on a little trip to Calgary, a little road trip to Calgary with some friends. And my one friend, I will call him my son, <laughs> he is really good at skipping rocks. And so we were by the lake, and he started skipping rocks. And then my one of my best friends, I don't think she's kind of shy. I don't think she'll ever come on the podcast. Her name is Jessica. She started skipping rocks. I was like, damn, does everyone want to skip rocks around here? I know the concept. You find a flat rock, you throw it on its, you throw it on its side and UPIKA fucking skips over the water's surface tension. And guys, oh my God, I'm so glad that I don't know. I'm so glad about. So what happened was I tried throwing the rock and I let go at the wrong time that I literally just threw it down onto the ground. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so anyways, my hand-eye coordination is not good. It's not something that comes naturally. I have to try, train myself quite hard for it. And so I will not say that's something I'm done a good. I feel like I'm naturally good at cooking and baking. It comes pretty easy to me. I mean, I have read a lot about it i have taken classes i do study upon it and learn all the technicalities of it but i do also think that it comes quite naturally to me something that i think is a really fun game that i did growing up with my mom is that we would go to a restaurant and we would try to break down 
how they made a certain dish and go home and compete and see who can recreate the dish and have it taste exactly the same. And there's been so often where me, mom, me and my mom would be tied or I'll beat her or she'll beat me and eventually we'll get the hang of it. So I feel like I've been able to naturally and also proactively train my taste buds to be able to separate the different flavors of a dish well enough to recreate it pretty well. And so <coughs> something that I actually thought was kind of normal that I'm starting to find out is not as common is that if somebody tells me how that they made a dish, I usually really like to ask, oh, how'd you make it? What'd you put in it? And if they tell me exactly what they could, what they put in it, I can usually almost phantom taste how it tastes. Like, you know how some people talk about, oh, they can like taste colors or see sounds. I think it's called like synergy or some shit. They can synergize different senses. I can phantom taste things if I think about it. Like if I think of a peppercorn, I can taste it. Like I, I don't actually taste it in my mouth, but I can taste it enough that it's like I just ate a peppercorn and then I drank water type of thing. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like I, the best way, I guess, is I can phantom taste it. And if you told me you made a meal with five ingredients, you made it with one tablespoon of this, two tablespoons of that, a dash of this, splash of that, I can usually taste it in my mouth. And then if you actually gave it to me, it'll taste pretty much like what I can phantom taste. Which is something I would say I'm naturally good at. As far as other things I'm naturally good at, I think I have a really big passion in learning and I'm naturally good at connecting with people. Let's say that. <laughs> I do want to open up my own business one day and be an entrepreneur and I feel like being able to connect easily with people would work really well in that way. So maybe it's a food business. Who knows? But that would be my answer for Ikigai. And I would like to actually hear your guys' answers for Ikigai. I feel like it says a lot about a person for however they choose to answer it. And I'm actually looking forward to hearing Alvin's answer. Though I feel like we have discussed this before. And if I were to guess his answer for Ikigai... It would probably, I'm guessing he would answer it exactly like how the question intended in terms of like a career or like something that you work towards. And so I'm guessing he would say something like, oh, it's to be a design engineer. It's to live in Europe for a little bit or to move away for a little bit. It's to perhaps be a consultant, an engineer consultant one day, have his own consulting firm. And, you know, just live out his engineering dream. And now for the second question. The second question is, when's the last time you tried something new? And how do you balance new experiences with old ones? Now, when I first heard this question, I was like, damn, I really want to say the last thing I tried that was new was something so fucking exciting. But... I wouldn't say that 
it isn't what I would want it to be. So back in August, I had a trip to Kelowna planned, and I was so excited because I was going with some of my girlfriends. It was supposed to be a really nice girls' trip, and I was going to complete my number one thing that I've had on my bucket list for years, and it was to go flyboarding, which is where you have jets of water propelled from your feet, and you can do some Iron Man shit over the water, do flips, and just fly in the shit. And it looked so fucking cool. And I was so excited to do that. We had a boat rented out and everything. And that would have been my one thing that I would mention that I tried new. But of course, trip got canceled because of the Kelowna wildfires. And so I couldn't go. We just never really booked it again because uh, everyone's kind of busy. But that will be something that I'm doing. Mark my words. I'll do it next year. As far as something that I actually have tried that's new... The first thing that came to mind was last week, I made donuts for the first time. And oh my God, I did not let, I thought it was okay, but I was kind of running short on time. I did not let the bread proof enough the second time. And I also fried it in oil that was too hot. So when I went to frying my donuts, they browned way too fast. And they didn't puff up normally. Like, it was just literally like fried bread that I rolled in sugar. So that did not work out. I tried to make it peach iced tea flavor, which was a little bit adventurous. I feel like the filling was really nice, but it did deflate because I also didn't cool the donuts for enough of a time. So it did kind of melt the filling a little bit. Yeah, all in all, not a great problem product i was not proud of it but i still brought it to my christmas party because i had nothing else to bring and that's what i was planning on bringing anyways sometimes you fail guys i was really determined to remake it and so for the christmas party that i had this past friday i planned it out i made the dough the night before because i was just like all right Judging by the time that it takes for this dough to completely rise, you can definitely overproof your dough, guys. But I was like, I'd rather start early and make sure that I have this shit done and give it all the time it needs to proof so I can ace this shit. Because after the first time, I was like, all right, I know every every which way that I did wrong. I know how I can improve. And so, okay, I got this shit down. So... I prepped my dough the night before. I woke up the next day, of course. <laughs> I rolled it out, shaved into the balls. I let it proof, got it all nice, puffy, toasty, and fried it. I used a temperature, a thermometer this time for my oil instead of just eyeballing the temperature so that I could keep it consistent. And oh my goodness, it turned out so well. Or so much more better than the first time. It, it was actually donuts this time. And I made it Thai tea flavored. It turned out so cute. And I'm pretty satisfied with how my donuts turned out the second time. So yeah, I would say the latest new thing that I've tried would be donuts. I am usually pretty open to new experiences unless it comes to food. I am just not adventurous when it comes to food. I can't wrap my mind around eating certain things such as like the intestines or innards of most animals. 
it's I just can't find the appeal to it and I can't wrap my head around it like I've tried tripe for the first time about a year ago and the texture was off and just as while I was eating it I couldn't get over the idea that it was the inside lining of a cow's stomach that same idea goes with eating things like chicken feet which I feel like is kind of common to Asians to eat chicken feet I can't do it because it's the feet of a chicken that just feels kind of strange no when I see a whole plate of chicken feet I'm like that's a lot of chickens (laughs) I just can't get over it I've had many friends try to coerce me into trying it and I've only ever gotten as far as picking up the chicken feet with my chopsticks and sticking a finger in my mouth biting down but not enough to break the meat or anything off of it and I just I just couldn't it does not appeal to me and the same thing goes with things like pork blood cubes or even down to things like pork hawk which i believe is the stumps of a pork feet if someone gave me that i probably would not touch it or i I wouldn't like pick it apart to get the meat out of it it's it's can't bro or that goes with like chicken hearts which i feel like some people eat or liver or stomach or anything like that yeah i can't do any of that stuff guys i actually do when i go eat pho like tendon though which should be along the same classification as the other things i just mentioned however i had it once when the owners of the restaurant boiled it down by so much that it was essentially like a nice chewy jello to me but like a way softer jello so then i eventually started to crave it and it's such good macros too however the same does not go to show with eating things like damaged yeah, pork blood cubes or oh my god i really like uh, i really like eating hainanese chicken however sometimes some butchers don't chop off the little peak that is left of the duck's tail and Oh, not duck, chicken tail, sorry. The chicken tail. And then so sometimes when I see that piece, I'm like, is this the chicken's tail? Or is this like the pelvic spawn over? I just kind of need that. It does not jive with me, guys. So when it comes to food, I'm not adventurous. However, when it comes to life experiences, such as trying new things or going to new places or having a whole bucket list of Items that I want to fulfill. I feel like I'm pretty open to new experiences. I'm also pretty open to meeting new people. I feel like it's just fun socializing to an extent. I do really need my alone time sometimes. Like today it is Christmas Eve and in the midst of all our gaming activities, I just wanted to leave and take some time with myself and just chill alone for like 10-15 minutes to 
recharge my battery or at least just have some time to myself. So as far as new and old experiences, how do I balance them? I feel like new experiences don't really come often, at least for me. And so I'm always open to new experiences, however they may come by, of course, if they seem exciting to me. But the way that I balance it with old experiences is that I feel like if I have an old experience that has really resonated with me, then I probably have fit it into my routine, like my schedule. And so having new experiences wouldn't take away from that if that is my foundation to my routine. Now, our last question, I think I answered that second one pretty okay. Now, our last question is, how did the last six months look to you? First of all, this is our first brown Christmas in so long, guys. So if you ever ask me back to how did Christmas 2023 look, I would say pretty brown. I would say and pretty warm. I believe it was only like a negative four lowest today, which is pretty freaking nice. Uh, right. So the question was, what does your life look like six months ago? Or it was more specifically... How would you describe your past six months? Now, I, off the top of my head, I would just say happy. Happy in a stable way and not in a way that's like chasing a constant high. But I've been pretty happy, pretty secure. Six months ago, since we are nearing the end of the 12th month of the year, that would be June. Now, from June to now or present day, I feel like I have had a consistent social life and I have grown in a lot of ways internally and mentally that I'm really proud of. I've really set the tone for who I want to be in the future and I feel like the foundation to that is rock solid secure. It happened just a few weeks before the six month mark perhaps like a year and a bit or not a year sorry a month and a bit where one day i woke up and i just felt happy and it wasn't because of any external factors it wasn't because i had something planned later in the day or something really good happened to me that morning or that i had anything really that i was looking forward to i literally just woke up one random tuesday and as i was sitting in traffic i thought huh I am happy. Like I am naturally a happy person now. And that feeling felt so rewarding. And I feel like my last six months has me, has been me just fully reaping in the reward of finally learning how to love myself. And it's allowed my next six months to feel really fucking amazing and really sure of myself in every single thing that I do and most of my actions. Now, if I wanted to get more specific on how my last six months look like, there was a lot of volleyball. <laughs> there was a lot of working out, a lot of walks with Lumi, and I bonded a lot with 
some friends this year. So my last six months would look like that. I would say that something that highlighted this trip down memory lane with me is that that in volleyball I finally fixed my goofy footing and that's not without the help of some friends that were, were really there for me to train me out of my goofy footing to do the drills with me and be really patient with me while I worked on it. I feel like my last six months I don't have one big moment that I can name however I would say that in the last six months everything's just been running really smoothly and life's great guys i've gotten closer with some best some of my best friends or like re reignited our friendship and our bond with some best friends i've made new best friends and it's just been a great last six months if i were to guess how alvin would answer this question i feel like he would have a lot to say for his last six months because he's a very like go 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 and driven guy so I feel like he would have a lot to say to this. Now, this solo podcast would replace our regular scheduled duo podcast. And so I just want to say, like, Merry Christmas, you guys. Thank you so much for continuously listening to Alvin and I's podcast, for always being here, always tuning in and listening to each episode. It's really nice when we hear back from you guys and... It's really nice when we know that there are people that are interested in what we have to say and this little passion project of ours. This will be marked as Christmas 2023. And Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, guys. Thanks, bye.